and welcome folks to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and today is October 26th, 2017. You're listening to RSF Radio, the podcast where we talk about what's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter. Let's talk about the week. Went to the dentist in the first time in a while. It's been like just about a year. And the lady, it was great, the lady who cleaned my teeth, she was one of the best... She had one of the gentlest touches when it came to putting that metal spike inside my face. Uh, you know, sometimes they'll make your teeth all bleed and stuff like that if if they, they might slip a little bit, you know. But she was she was fantastic. She did a fantastic job. It was one of the best I've ever had. But when it came to the cleaning out of the mouth, when you got like the sucky thing and the, the water gun got super soaker in one hand and the thing in the other... She she was doing like trick shots. She was like Mike Massey. She was like Tom Cruise from from Cocktail, like pouring it from from up here. It was like I was in New Orleans and like on Bourbon Street, walking down. Do you want some of it? I'm like, no. It was it, it was like getting water and tooth stuff kind of all over my face, which that was somewhat unpleasant. But I, I didn't want to like say anything because she had done a, such a good job on. She, on the other side, I didn't want to say, hey, lady, your your super soaker ability is, you're a little off the mark here. And then her be like, oh, yeah, I'm off the mark. Well, how do you like? And just jab me in the gums or floss extra hard, which would have been unpleasant. But other than that, my teeth are good. We're all set. We're all good. But getting into the news, uh, I'm going to start off things with what we've been talking about the last couple weeks. Uh, I just want to bring it up uh, from every week to week, is we're doing a extra life stream a charity stream on november 4th 24 hour stream so look forward to that i'm going to share some extra links uh, somewhere in the comments or wherever you look on like if you look down below if you're watching the youtube archive um we'll share links for you guys just set up all the twitch alerts and everything i'm all set up to go i've got a schedule a tentative schedule of things i want to stream things i want to do uh, but if you're listening and you actually want some coaching i'm thinking about doing some coaching might do some giveaways uh, so we'll have we'll have fun with it. We'll have to fill some time during that day, but it it'll be all right. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm very excited for it, and hope you guys are too. I hope to make that a good event this year. It was very good last year. Uh, I'm hoping that this one's going to be just as good, if not better. Hopefully, we can improve. Uh, next thing I want to talk about: an update for the sub. Actually, you might notice this if you hop on over to the front page of our Street Fighter. But one of the biggest things we changed: we had a drop-down menu that showed a basically a week look ahead of the things that we were doing on RSF also that Capcom had announced there were some certain streams that might show up on that but now that entire calendar goes down a, basically a two week look ahead it doesn't even fit on the page we actually should probably fix that in CSS at some point uh, but it's two week look ahead of all of the events that show up on if you look at Twitter's FGC Cal the calendar that that guy keeps in his Google calendars, uh, which is a number of events. You can contact him to get your event listed in that calendar. He'll throw it in there and all of the events, every single one, it didn't really even matter if it's street fighter related. Every single event will be listed in that drop down menu. So if you've got an event, go contact at FGC Cal on Twitter, let that guy know that you want in and it'll show up right there on the page. So you can see right now that, I mean, live right now, there's three different events. Canada Cup going on, Italian Gaming Championship, and Copenhagen Thursday Fight Night. 
and it's just all around the world. So this does not even apply to just strictly U.S. stuff. This is all over the place. Uh, so again, check FGC Cal on Twitter if you want your event added to that list. And if you're just looking for something to do in the next two weeks, maybe you follow a stream, uh, check out that drop-down menu. It's pretty good stuff. Okay, the first tech bit that we want to talk about here, actually get into the fighting games and talk about stuff, not just uh, community organizing, but this post by Automatic, I actually think was very, he expresses something in this video that I've been trying to tell, I've been trying to use my words to express this opinion to people, but it's hard to explain without showing where all the hitboxes are and how fast things are moving, where they retract to. Uh, but the title of the video was Understanding with Punishing in Street Fighter V. Uh, go watch this video, I highly recommend it. Go follow Automatic on Twitter if you don't already. Dude posts a number of tech videos and always talking with Javits about stuff. He's a good dude. They also run a podcast, so maybe listen to that podcast as well. But that's another story. It's off topic. Uh, but what he explains here is he goes through the numbers, and mathematically, here's a move that should be potentially with punishable. You should be able to see it and react to it with a certain button. He does the math on it. He even gives himself a, a buffer window of how he should, he could, and probably should be able to with punish it if he has, if he's looking for it and he has the right timing. And what he shows is that even when he presses the button in time, where characters' hurt boxes are is that they're they're retracting too fast. They're disappearing on on certain normals. This isn't true of all normals. This is true of certain normals that people can throw out in the neutral, and they could stuff you. They could stop you from walking forward. Uh, they could stuff your lights, anything like that. They could stuff your heavy buttons if you're a little too early. Uh, but he goes in and tries to whiff punish and just shows that even if you have the right reaction, even if you have, if you're looking for it and you press your whiff punish button, it won't be there. But what he then goes on to explain is that what ends up happening, how you end up coping with that in the neutral of Street Fighter V is preemptively pressing buttons. And the way that things work out, it makes things feel a little... A little less calculated it's more of a guess in the neutral and sometimes it doesn't feel exactly fair but check out that video he does a much better job of explaining it uh with the he gives you the whole visual and does the math for you it's he does a whole thing uh, highly recommend going checking out that video and maybe having a discussion about hip, how hitboxes work and what how you think hitboxes work and what you think with punishing is uh, a lot of really good conversations in that thread i uh, will share that one in the comments the next one, also a video, but not a tech video. This one's just a cool... I thought this was just a great set uh, between two very strong players, a very high-ranked uh, Balrog and a very high-ranked Minot. And they go at it, and there is... If you like cool Minot things, if you want to see some hot comebacks from Minot, it's actually very, uh, very interesting how you see things play out. When you think about Balrog, you think about uh, how, how it may feel that he gets a lot of damage for putting in very little effort. Hits you with a tap, goes into V-Trigger, and that's the round. But And that does happen in this set, but what also happens is that Manat pulls out some come-from-behind victories by hitting him with like a standing medium punch from, from mid-screen, from mid-range, canceling to V-Trigger, and then doing a 50-or-so-hit combo. Uh, and both... Both comebacks can be very exciting, and the set in its entirety 
kind of goes that way. Uh, so I highly recommend checking that out, especially if you're a Monot main or even if you're a Balrog main, just see how that matchup works. Uh, a lot of really cool defensive stuff from Monot's part, and I recommend checking it out. Uh, the next thing, big one from uh, folks over at Street Fighter, Street Fighter proper. Uh, go check out CFN. That's game.capcom. Oh, that's actually, I've never actually said it out loud, but that sounds funny. Game.capcom.com. Why didn't they just do cap.com? That was really dumb of them. They could have had a sweet URL and they totally goofed it. What dingus is. <laughs> By the way, folks, filled in from the live studio audience of my wife and my dog. None of them are impressed by my URL joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but what it is, is they set up a character poll. A lot of people have speculations of, ah, this could be, a, they might want to include the next character if you go and vote, but when was the last time Capcom did the thing you actually wanted them to do? Uh, that's neither here nor there. They're doing it, and this seems like a fun idea. And it's extra fun because of all the characters that they list out here. Um, oh, you actually see people vote live. That's actually pretty cool. So maybe go vote live if you haven't already. As you can see here, the voting closes on November 5th. Let's actually do a little, little zoom. Oh, zooming does not work well on this website. Oh, God. Dear God. Uh, so scroll down and see all the characters they got. It's, it's crazy how many even offbeat characters. There's one down here. Oh, they actually... Oh, man. They did it by alphabetical order now, so you can actually go and look. Oh, that's great. Uh, one in particular stood out to me. Uh, by the way, also, oh, wait, Monitor, that's Mechazangief. Not Monitor Cyborg, what the hell's that? It's not what you call that character. Uh, but, oh, where is he? Where'd he go? Where's my captain? Oh, it's probably in the sea because that's that. Yeah, Captain Suwata. This, they just did up that artwork for Captain Sawada. What, like an offbeat character from something that probably shouldn't have exi existed in the first place. Uh, so go to this site. Go to uh, just even just game.capcom.com slash CFN. Um, sign in and go vote. Just let them know who your favorite character is. So let's actually go vote right now. Scroll down to the correct and only good, good choice. And boom, there we go. Hakan, number one, of course. Thank you for participating. Thank you for oiling up, it should say. Uh, yeah, just put that one in your record book. Let's go. Uh, let's see this Turkish wrestler get in there. Hell yeah. I mean, that's the one true answer, obviously, because everybody loves him. He's probably in the lead right now. I think we can all agree. All right. <laughs> Moving off that that topic no one actually believes in. Um, I'm going to point this one out because I think it's, it's a post that it's a long read, but I highly recommend it if you want to think about maintaining that mental stability, having a good mindset when you play, and thinking about how you play as you're playing. Uh, this was a post, this was actually a response to uh, minus, minus, minust, menu, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm reading that wrong, minuet, SF5. Uh, and they basically asked, how, how do I get over the fear of playing in ranked? Uh, they had gotten a certain rank and they didn't want to go down in rank. And what Sheldon does here, uh, Shout out to Sheldon. He's a very good dude. Shows up to the weekly tournaments very often. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, goes in and, and does a very good, elaborate response to uh, this question. 
and I think it, it doesn't only just benefit you know lower ranked players it also benefits higher ranked players who might need help getting over themselves and getting over maybe like some tournament jitters if you this is your first time going to like a live tournament if you go to Evo and it's the first time you've competed against a, a person IRL there's just some things that you might want to think about uh, when you go into matches like that um, and how you should be thinking about improving as a player always if you're trying to be competitive uh, so highly recommend going in there and reading all of what he has to say the TLDR here he did at the end was focusing on improvement and using the tools listed above will help decrease your focus on trivial things like what rank you are and also increasing your confidence in your own gameplay uh, so just Good old positive post right there. Highly recommend reading the whole bit. It's a long one, but stick with it. Next one is actually a tech post. The oldest of the old, but things that I just realized that people didn't actually know about. It's listed in Lesson 1 of Geef's Gym, but it was surprising to see the response to, to this particular video. Also, I'm just glad that uh, that Julio's taken these, this approach to... Uh, teaching others how to play fighting games uh, but on his stream he capped this part of it uh, he went on to explain the difference between stand blocking and crouch blocking and to people who already know where this is going uh, your hurt box is expanded it widens whenever you crouch so you're a little bit fatter uh, people can hit you from a little farther away uh, with certain lows if you're if you're crouching so in a lot of typical block strings, how he says, how he uses this tech in maybe a not-so-intuitive way is that he shows off a typical block string with the character crouch blocking. And the whole thing is blocked. He blocks everything. Everything connects. Everything's within range if you're crouching. But then what he does is he stand blocks the final hit. And by doing that, he's then out of range. And the special that was supposed to connect on a crouching player whiffs entirely and he's able to get a full punish because he knew that if he would or stand block it that it would whiff uh, so it's a it's a fun thing to think about and probably has different applications in, in certain matchups if you're looking to get to dive really deep into character matchups uh, if you want to get specific with your main I uh, highly recommend checking out uh, or looking into that in training mode. If there are certain characters you have trouble with, if there's certain pressure you have trouble with, maybe you feel like you can't escape things, um, maybe just try stand blocking. There are certain characters that have pretty killer lows that you should probably look out for, but uh, in this instance, maybe just stand block at the end. Make something whiff. Then lay the hurt on them. Uh, so good stuff with that one. Also, I want to point out right there, the, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a boom mic or a mic stand, so he just the the off the off hand here. Someone at his house just holding the mic off off to the side. I just I find that it's a delightful little touch. He's holding it at some point, and then someone just steps in and holds it for him, and it's it's just so adorable. Um, <laughs> definitely a video worth watching. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, big topic of the week. Uh, Zeku, he's a character. He's out now. You can play him. We talked about our predictions and our hopes for what he might have in store for us. We're wrong on a couple things, and we're also right on a couple things. Uh, but what's most exciting is that the front page of our... You can't avoid Zeku talk on our Street Fighter today. Uh, if you were to go in right now, it's just... It, 
last I checked, I think it was about four pages straight of Zeku stuff. And a lot of that was thrown in and aggregated in the weekly character discussion, which is Zeku. Uh, Quasi went in here and just pulled a bunch of videos. I think he's adding to it on the daily. A lot of people are sharing the other videos that are shared to our Street Fighter in this thread. So this is more of an aggregate. This one will actually be archived in the wiki if you're looking for things at a later date. But it shows off a lot of cool stuff that uh, that Zeku can do. Um, things that I didn't even I I didn't think that he would be capable of in within the confines of Street Fighter V. There's some things that he he still is. Uh, there's it is yet to be determined whether or not he'll like where he'll land on the tier list as a whole. Might be sleeping on him right now. It doesn't seem that he has very solid Oki when he's in uh, when he's in young Zeku form. Uh, we don't have the full correct frame data yet. Hatson's working on that uh, with the other folks at uh, FAT. And I'm sure uh, frame data 5 FDV is working on that as well. I wonder who will get to that one first. I haven't checked the app to see if it's in there, but I don't think he made that announcement on Twitter. Anyway, uh, have both of those apps on your phone, by the way, FAT and FDV. Both very good and useful frame data tools for different reasons. That's beside the point. Uh, Zeku frame data, not fully out there yet, so... Oki calculator is not typically not really a thing right now. Uh, a lot of people are saying that his Oki in young form not actually that great. His pressure is not really all that great. Uh, he has to spend if he wants to. Let's put it this way: if he if he wants some Oki, he has to spend a little resources. But what I'm what I might be most disappointed in is that he can jump cancel the EX Azanto, but the only thing he gets after it is is an air command grab, and it's like. Man, you give him the jump cancel. Maybe just have him get a juggle in the air. He's got a juggle button when he jumps. His jump medium punch can juggle. Why not just give that to him at that point? Maybe they thought that was too much, but maybe I'm asking for too much. I don't know. Uh, he's also kind of weak in terms of low attacks. Uh, I say that with the caveat of, yes, he can combo off of lows. He can do crouch light kick, crouch jab, uh, and that'll work into light punch, uh, Hosanto or Light Punch Palm. I uh, believe that's what he can get out of it. Uh, or something like a meaty crouching hard kick, which is interesting. That actually leads to some interesting situations if you do a meaty crouching hard kick uh, where you slide into them. Still talking about Young Zeku when you talk about it, is he slides into them, but they still stand, they still remain standing on hit off of the crouching hard kick. It does less damage, though. It's kind of, it is actually very similar to how guys. Uh, Crouching hard kick worked in Street Fighter 4 and other things. Uh, but interesting that it still causes crush counter, even late frames. So then he gets some interesting combos if you do a meaty slide, which he has setups for. People have found out. Um, but what I really think is interesting here is old... Ze I didn't think I would like old Zeku as much as I like old Zeku. He's got some pretty boss combos. I really like his gram kicks. Uh, a big old meaty gram kick feels real good uh, you get a light kick meaty gram uh, the DP kick you can actually make that safe on block if it's me if it's done meaty and then also if it hits he can juggle into another gram kick which is those are the kind of cool combos that I like to see in Street Fighter 5 I like seeing that beefy hit you know um, but other than that um, 
I tend to like old Zaku right now. I think he's got a little bit more damage, a little bit more options in terms of combos, and he doesn't necessarily need follow-up damage because most of his combos end up with the character all across the screen, which is fine for him because that's really where he wants them. Uh, I somewhat like the idea of starting your combos with with old Zeku, switching into young Zeku, and then doing a little bit of pressure there, maybe switching back to old Zeku. Hard to say. I haven't really decided where I stand on it right now, but for the time being, I think he's 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 a surprising character. Uh, surprised me in terms of what options he has uh, with combos. Really like that EX Palm does the crumple, uh, which I should look into that after this. If he's got some some neat like cross under setups with that, but that is for a minute. But in the meantime, check out the Zeku character discussion. There is a lot of stuff to talk about here, and a lot of videos that have been aggregated in this thread, so that be shared in the comments. And that will lead into uh, this week's uh, user questions. Of course, uh, someone asked about Zeku. They uh, wrote in, uh, this is Nawane56 asks, When should I be switching between forms? I don't mean V-skill swi switching to gain meter on hit, I suppose, in combos. Uh, what skills or advantages does each form have? Uh, and we kind of touched on this, but I feel as though... Uh, old Zeku is what you're really going to want to go with in matchups where it is difficult for your opponent to wife. Because he's got good gram. He has very good preemptive zoning tools. I think that that's where he shines. He's very good at keeping characters out. Now, characters that can blow through projectiles and get into things, because his gram kicks are actually considered projectiles. I like to think of them more as like beam projectiles. Longer startup, but immediate immediately traveling full length of the screen. I like that about him. But if you've got things that can avoid projectiles, it causes a big whiff. He's got a lot of recovery on that, especially if you're using the hard kick versions of them. Uh, so in characters that can easily get around that, maybe you want to stay in young form. It's got a little bit better walk speed. Uh, he's got interesting options. His stand medium punch is a little stubby as a combo starter. is like the real party starter. Um, uh, and his crouching medium kick has range, but he can't cancel it uh, unless he's in V trigger. It's same with his standing medium kick. Uh, and I just feel that I don't know. Maybe his stand hard kick's pretty good. His stand hard kick I actually do like. Uh, oh, young Zach, you know how to think about it. So in in matchups where you want to, maybe your opponent has good low pokes. That stand hard kick's going to be really good uh, because the frame data actually changes whether or not they're standing or crouching. So if you hit a crouching opponent, let's say your opponent's crouching or stand. Let's just start with stand blocking. They do a stand block, and you hit him with that uh, that stand hard kick. Uh, it will actually, I believe it's two and two, plus two on hit, minus two on block. I believe that's that's the case. Let me actually just check right now. Zeku frame data. Take a look at it. I don't want to lie to you guys. I would hate to lie. Second frame data. Uh, another good thing about it is that it goes over lows at range. It's pretty good range, too. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, I was wrong. It's plus three and minus two, according to um, the CFN website, that is, which sometimes does frame data a little bit wrong. But I point out that when you're stand blocking, it's plus three on a hit, minus two on block. So it's safe on blocks. Good, so it's a pretty safe button to throw out. Uh, and it's pretty positive on hit. 
he might even be able to combo into a crouching light punch which is a three frame attack haven't tested that yet that'll be dependent on range because again his button's pretty stubby but extra key here is that if you're crouching it hits later in its active frames meaning he has more of an advantage if his opponent's crouching it'll land on top of him uh, and he'll actually be able to combo into much bigger things uh, on on hit and deal some interesting frame traps on block uh, so that actually makes that button a pretty decent meaty you'll probably see that one a lot and you'll probably see a lot of other people v-reversal it in reaction to it and just into seeing it but that's just an interesting thing that I think Young Zeku has and will come up in certain matchups. So to answer the original question of which form should I be in, when should I be switching, uh, that is, I believe it's dependent on the matchup. Uh, you d you, it's fast enough to where a raw switch isn't that crazy. It's a little over 20 frames to, to switch. That's pretty fast. As long as you're without outside of jump-in range, I think you're fine. I actually think that old Zeku, here's the other thing that we didn't talk about yet. I actually think it's interesting because we haven't talked about defense. I think that's important in this conversation. depends on the matchup. Uh, if you're against an opponent who has really good Oki, really good offense, young Zeku doesn't have an invincible reversal. Old Zeku does. Um, both their backdashes aren't very good, but having that invincible... DP is a lot, a lot more valuable in some cases. Um, young Zeku kind of has to hold it. In addition to that, another key thing that Young Zeku has is five extra frames whenever he back rises. In addition to what, like everything else that people have, is going to be you have to learn certain different setups for Young Zeku, specifically Young Zeku. This is not true of old Zeku. Uh, so if you have a setup already that chases down a back rise, great. That'll work on old Zeku. That will whiff, like that will likely whiff on young Zeku because of that additional time that he spends on the ground. So that is actually a negative. You might be thinking, oh man, I have to learn another setup for this character. This is bullshit. This is, I hate learning setups for matchups. Don't give me that. That's it's a terrible excuse to not learn anything. But also, you benefit from this, you dengus, because when he, that, that additional five frames, if you have a light attack, meaty, for, meaty setup for a regular rise, you would do that automatically and then still have enough time for the back rise to meaty them again. So you just learn one setup for quick rise with an addition of, if that first hit whiffs, follow it up with this other thing to chase down the backdash, very easy. Uh, it actually benefits you that he stays on the ground that much longer. Um, so I think that's again is like kind of a double negative in or it's double negative points for young Zeku in terms of defense. No invincible, and he stays on the ground longer, allowing you to have better Oki. Uh, and that's not a good thing against young Zeku. He has some interesting damage options, I think, but. Just in terms of defense, got to give it to old Zeku. I just like old Zeku more and more, and I think a lot of people are on that same wavelength. I like to see what some people want to stick with. People who are like guy purists, because he plays a lot more like guy than old Zeku, uh, are gonna want to try out, try and make that work. And I think in certain matchups that are more ground based and they've got good options to travel through the projectiles, you'll see a lot more young Zeku. Um, but for the time being, 
I think that old Zeku's got you on defense too. So hopefully that wraps up the question uh, that uh, his name again. Sorry, uh, that Noane was asking, uh, which leads into the final segment of the podcast where we talk about FGC history. Uh, this is a fun one. This is one of my favorite uh, storied matches, I think. Um, one of. It's pretty up there. Now, what this is was Daigo versus Sien, PAX Prime 2013. Now, to fully appreciate this matchup, you have to consider what happened about two and a half months prior. Uh, Sian won Evo that year. He was on the top of his game. He bodied so many players. Uh, he played particularly well uh, and did so good with Gen. Uh, it was ridiculous, this guy. And Daigo hardly made top eight. A lot of people at the time were even saying, I think I was even in the same boat of, oh man, is Daigo washed up? Like, could it be that that everybody's hero has, has failed us and he's not doing good. That that was kind of what, you know, was the wave of what people were feeling at the time. But then, a couple months later, a couple months after EVO, you get this exhibition match. So first to ten between Daigo and Cien. And Daigo dunks him hard. I don't think... Uh, the, the way the math works out is that is that Sienna only takes two rounds, not, not two games, two rounds, the entirety of the set. It's, it's crazy. It's It ends up being like Daigo 10-0's Sienna, and Sienna only gets two rounds, the entirety of the set. It is a formative win. There is no question here who the better player was. And it was incredible to see Daigo go from barely making top eight uh, at Evo just a couple months prior and then coming back so hard he came out and slayed all of the killers uh, there's actually another match we might share at a later date between him and Infiltration when he was on the same tear where he basically had like a hit list of names and he was going down the line this guy bodied me guess what you're off the list dunked and it's systematically going through and just slaying these killers uh, so when people a month prior were like, oh, Daigo's washed up, they went, oh, no, never mind. He's one of the strongest players of all time, and this is why. Uh, and it's very interesting to go into and watch. Is, even if you go and watch this match, highly recommend checking out the interviews that he did after this particular match, where he goes in to explain exactly how he broke it down. Because at the time, Sam was really the only Gen or top-level Gen player uh, in the world. There weren't many other Gen players playing Gen like Cien. That wife is chuckling at how Dr. Seuss that sounded. Um, that's it's embarrassing that that came out that way. But anyway, so he didn't play any other other Gens. He just watched tapes and he watched the footage of how Cien wanted to win uh, and what things were working for him. He looked at all of the ambiguous setups and learn them of, okay, that's how far he walks forward, that land in the front. And he blocks about, he's about 85% on his ambiguous cross. When times where he does get knocked down, Cien does an ambiguous cross-up, and about 85% of the time, Daigo blocks it. In those situations, if you can't block, that leads into another ambiguous setup, and it's bad news, because that was the strength of Gen at the time. But Daigo just shut that down. 
So then, after those ambiguous setups don't work, he takes it to the neutral. And what Daigo noticed uh, happening was that Sien was winning a lot of rounds by doing super into ultra, which Gen could do. Uh, so what he did was he always made sure that Sien never had super. He actually says this uh, in interviews that he would intentionally be hit by Sien's crouching medium punch, which he would cancel into the hands in hopes that he would FADC, which spends two bars. So when he saw him, when he saw that CN had at least two bars and no ultra, because he didn't want to get hit with actual damage, he would intentionally walk into it, get hit, and then CN would do his ambiguous cross-up, but he had already dealt with the ambiguous cross-up. That was trained for. He was ready. He blocked that. So he would know that he would get hit with a little bit of damage, and he would be able to recognize the setup and block and be out for free. But at that point, Sien would never gain enough meter for super into ultra. Sien actually never combos super into ultra the entirety of the set. And that had done him so well on the entire tear of Evo 2013. Uh, so it's just incredible that Daigo had gone through, saw what was working for Sien, and just shut down every component of his game and just straight dunked him. Uh, so go ahead and watch that entire set. Uh, it's It's very... It's very entertaining. You got Z on commentary, and I think I think actually Z spells it out the best when he says at the end, "This is not fraud alert. This is God alert." Because Sienna is he's no chump. Like he was not being a fraud. He was the top player at the time. He was the best. He was the best player at the time. But then a die god came down and and said, "No, you human. Let me take care of this." Uh, also, shout outs to Z for uh, his particular brand of commentary. Not everybody likes it, but. Uh, sometimes does the job right. He's a good guy in general. But anyway, uh, that will about wrap it up for this episode of RSF Radio. Um, you can check this website, or you can check the front page of RSF uh, every week for the latest and greatest in Street Fighter news. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Super Joe Monday, uh, no underscores, or you can just Hit me up on Reddit, you user Joe underscore Monday. Um, if you have any questions, write into the show anywhere you like in the comments, like of the YouTube video or in the comments of the Reddit post that's posted usually every Wednesday before the show, uh, if you do have questions. Uh, and also, please rate and review if you're listening on iTunes. I don't know if rating and reviewing works on other things as well. I don't know if that works on Google Play, but you can listen to it on that as well. Um, but that definitely helps out, helps spread the word. Uh, if this is even good, not sure about that, but if you like the lumberjack style I'm going for today, hit me up, share that like button, smash that like, just wood chop that like button and be on our way. But that wraps it up for another episode of RSF radio. Again, this has been Joe Monday signing off. Take care folks till next time.